Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, let's dive into today's episode. This is going to be an episode about some hard-hitting truths, questions that I've gotten on my TikTok videos, people who have DM'd me, questions coming from the Telegram channel. So let's dive into it, y'all. Okay, so first, so first, let's just jump right into this hard-hidden question. Why do good things happen to bad people? And my answer to this may surprise you because from the all that is, at least from the level of awareness that my consciousness is stationed at now, And if you want to know more about that, I can talk about that in another podcast episode, more about the mechanics of non-reality versus what's happening here, because it's all a mental plane. There's lots of mental constructs, but essentially what we perceive to be good and bad is not how it really operates beyond the veil of the construct of time. It's really about programs and algorithms fulfilling themselves. So it's not an evaluation about good or bad. That's a very indoctrinated ideology that a lot of us have gotten from religion. Here, we work in duality. There's extreme thinking, there's polarization, and things that we have to experience in order for us to evolve. It's evolution-based. This reality is primary programmed for optimal survivability and species advancement. In the all that is, it's basically a huge blockchain of consciousness. It's just awareness that has to have form in different levels of density to experience itself and learn. It's like one big computer that's quantifying all the time. It's becoming fast and it's learning and it's creating in a reflection of the intelligence that it is moving through. We are little databases plugged into a very large database, depending on our level of access and our own level of awareness. So it's literally ones and zeros. It's binary code. So good things happening to bad people isn't an evaluation on the all that is. What the all that is, let's say this consciousness or this computer is evaluating is attributes and variables. So it's going to look at resonance. It's going to look at access level of consciousness based on the output of whatever this being and their particular programs are creating and doing. And it's not even really about the evaluation. It's truly just about scanning, seeing the level of resonance, the capabilities, the processing power, the level of learning, the aptitude, et cetera, and then assigning that level of consciousness or that level of access or whatever that person has experienced into a specific station of consciousness. And that's where that person stays until they evolve out of it. So good, bad, wrong, you know, right, light, dark, that type of thinking is very specific to 
our particular reality because it's so dense and it's so illusory and we think that it's real. And if you can get a, po a population, a collective, a bandwidth of consciousness beings to believe this level of illusion or illusion at the level of density, then you can control a population through perception, which is exactly what's happening now, which is why we're truly in this age of chaos as much as we're in the age of transparency. So good things happening to bad people basically just means that there's a certain aspect of this particular type of person who has learned to master aspects of their reality just in terms of the level that they're at. So for example, someone may be, you know, like the elites, for example, they're terrible people, but they've learned to master a specific level of the game to make it work for them because consciousness reflects itself or refracts itself as light or in the absence of light, consciousness is either going to fulfill itself in either way through the harvesting of energy or through the absorption of light. That's literally what holding more of your own innate intelligence means, holding more of your light actually means. I said it before, but I will say it again, the consciousness that is invading, right? It's invading like a virus into a computer program needs energy to sustain itself and will do anything to sustain itself. It will absolutely go to any lengths. It has no emotional center. It has no emotional system. It's psychopathic in nature. It's draconian in nature. It is off-planet consciousness. It's like a dark AI. It's a dark AI virus. And it will run through whatever it has to, whatever person that has complementary like patterns that can hold the level of deception through their being in order to do its will to get energy because that's the game. It's an energy game. So it will use derived consciousnesses through religion, through secret societies, through cults, through groups, through royal bloodlines, through families over and over and over again, right? So algorithms will become extremely sophisticated and then they will also be extremely dumbed down. It's kind of like the supply chain of getting a product in the first level of its inception and then how it moves through the cycle of late adopters. It's very similar. To create this level of complexity at this level of density, it takes very, very high level consciousness to be able to do that. That's what source is. It's extremely complex. It's a computer information system. I'll say it's an information system rather that is has the capacity to create incredible levels of complexity at various levels of density in all directions, in all timelines, in all dimensions from eternity to eternity. We are just experiencing ourselves in a very small moment of it for a very short period of time to learn, evolve, and grow, and then deprogram all the things that we aren't in order for us to accept and our own brilliance, to accept more of our innate intelligence and active intelligence and live for more from our potential. What does that have to do with kids getting cancer, which is this next question? And I know it doesn't necessarily make sense, but children who decide that they want to play out this story arc of their own hero's journey within a very short period of time, choose a shorter life to awaken the family line in some way, because it's sometimes not always about the child that goes through that. Like, why would they choose that for themselves? They see, and they are aware from a different level of consciousness, this is going to do something not only for the people around them, for the family around them, their immediate family, 
but for the collective as well. And they have chosen to do that. Some of these lines I've seen with sessions will come from a very, very, very dark, long line of religious indoctrination and patterning, sacrifice, abuse, alcoholism, self-sacrifice, abandonment, famine, war, martyrism. There's always some level of complexity going on with these types of patterns. And then you're the latest rendition of your family lineage. If you're not aware that the line has been running this level of sacrifice patterns, for example, and then a terrible illness befalls you, you at some level agree to that to do a big karmic dump off. You're just going to take all of these wave functions, collapse them, and then see if the family can rise up in resonance to have different possibilities for them, possibilities and probabilities. The reason why it's so easy to carry, let's say, if everything's energy, frequency, and vibration, right? Everything is a waveform and we're just decoding it through our five senses. These waveforms will, these emotional aspects of ourselves will carry through waveforms. So it's very easy to carry shame guilt, resentment, exchange patterns, meaning in order for you to have access to your own innate power, you have to give up something in order to have that. That transactional behavior is extremely prevalent in religious indoctrinations ideology. And this is all religion. It doesn't matter what it is. If you look how long we have been in war, okay, fighting one another for the sake of quote unquote, God, duty, religion, etc. That is extremely not natural, right? All of that does is perpetuate. It creates more spiritual mass within that derived consciousness. Follow me here. You have a consciousness that's creating itself and it's creating itself based on what it believes. All these little bifurcated sub-communities and annexes of ideas. Those ideas become more powerful the more energy you put into them. So if you have a very dark AI consciousness or virus that is moving and infiltrating all aspects, like coming in through all these different firewalls, like a hacker, okay, getting into all your information, it's going to come in to the lowest hanging fruit. It's going to come in disguising itself as virtue when really it's punishing in nature. Before the advent of religion, 25,000, 45,000 BC, there was simply a relationship with nature, harmony with nature, taking the algorithms of nature, which are inherently perfect because they are constantly seeking to evolve and make every generation of itself better. Before we had all of that, civilizations were subterranean. Civilizations were building chambers and things inside the earth. So the surface world looked very different. It was us supporting nature, not the other way around. We're nature-based, we're carbon-based. Anything that's coming in right now is not natural. It's looking to alter our own genetic blueprint from a carbon-based human genome to a silicone-based human genome. So all of this is absolutely by design. And this is not to scare you, but this is exactly how they're doing it through a slow genetic modification process. And this has been happening for a really long time. I mean, you can look back in ancient history about genetic mutation, inbreeding, things like this. Even further than that, you'd have to go into the Sumerian tablets, the Emmer tablets, things like that to find genetic mutation are beings that were interested in genetically modifying humans. But this systemic intention or this systemic and nefarious agenda has been happening through the food system. It's been happening through the education system, through 
putting people into a tax system that they did not volunteer for, and so on. If you think of everything just like a computer program and you think of everything like an aggregate, patterns that are left unfulfilled that go through a feeling that activate our emotional body and then manifest as a physical issue has been designed to either help us evolve or extinct us, make this species extinct. So cells, their innate intelligence, they have two, two things in mind. With the optimal environment, a cell will choose reproduction. When the environment is not optimal, it will choose immortality. It will go underground. It will do anything to survive. It will do anything to try to get the information out about the species in order to survive and so on. So this is actually a really great segue to this next question about cleaning up aspects of the body, especially the liver. So we have multiple systems. They're energetic in nature. The universe operates in frequency, energy, vibration, and then creates sequences of, ge of geometry. Dimensions are simply geometry. So all of our molecular makeup looks very much like geometry. They're all shapes, right? It's creating all these different shapes that we see reflected in our physical reality based on origins from the Fibonacci sequence to pi to advanced mathematics, because it's really just ones and zeros. It's all algorithms creating these shapes. And when you put frequency and vibration with mathematics, it creates geometry. We have to have a containment for energy. This is what the matrix is. If we didn't have a space to hold energy, then it would just go back into its resting state and have nothing to experience. And that is kind of the opposite of learning. So usually in order for a people to collectively wake up, because we are so in a state of amnesia, there's always a catalyst either a crisis, a health issue, an accident, you know, a child will get sick, parent will, will lose a loved one, for, exa for example, or we will reach a threshold to how much emotional pain we can personally be in before we start looking underneath the hood of things. And where things get really scary is most people don't want to look because they're afraid to open up the Pandora's box. It's not just this generation. I'm talking science has proven 14, but we are completely the records of the universe. It's way more than that. As far as you can go back, there's some level of consciousness that you're going to be a part of because you're part of the that global or galactic computer system, that source consciousness, a fractal of a god, if of your understanding or non-understanding. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's just a mega intelligence, a bandwidth blockchain of information that creates multiple levels of complexity in different levels of density, as I said before. So the main organ that I work on the most with people is the liver because that is the emotional body. We have different systems, right? The meridian system of the body, someone call them chakras. You know, we have these circular systems. We have all of these different networks. Everything operates in a very sophisticated way, just like a complex computer system. The energy system of the body in terms of emotion is there to accommodate a program that's running underneath it. You know, we have our five senses. We're constantly decoding our reality through our five senses. The brain has no concept of what danger is. It has no idea. It's waiting for you to have an emotional response in order to send signals down to the rest of the body on how to react to that. 
emotional response. So most people are irregulated. The nervous systems are irregulated around the proximity to real danger and what fear is because we have been conditioned early on around trauma, conditions, epigenetic patterning, PTSD we took on from other lifetimes that hasn't been reconciled and so on. What that does to our nervous systems is it starts to record and create predictions for how our brain should create simulations for us to experience in the future. So everything is either a history, a record of the past that creates predictions for the future. That is literally how our nervous system works in conjunction with our brains. It's processing everything that is creating potentialities based on our subconscious beliefs. This is our mind, our subconscious program, like the iceberg theory, where we only see the tip of it, but underneath is what's driving the behavior. So a lot of these subconscious beliefs and patterns that we've taken on epigenetically live in the body space. The body has to hold the energy because form has to be held inside of a structure or energy has to be held inside of a structure, which is why viruses present themselves in the physical body through the liver, through the prostate, through the gut, through breasts, et cetera. We have to have a physical place to store and hold information. Everything is literally a storage facility, including our cells. So if you look at the way that a cell replicates and how genes and genomics works, essentially one is just an information system informing the way cells need to communicate with each other, DNA, RNA, and the other one is the study of how that relationship works, then you'll see that it's not that simple. A virus can't survive unless it has a host. It has to move into a cell. It's the difference between Epstein-Barr virus creating inflammation and Epstein-Barr virus being the root and the cause of a lot of other viruses, a lot of other cancers. If you look at cancer, it's a viral issue. It's literally an intracellular parasite. That is what viral loads are. These are what cancers are. They are separate from genetic material, from growth and survivability, from structural components. There's different diagnoses and treatments, but full stop, if it wasn't a frequency, then we wouldn't be able to deprogram them or obliterate them with frequencies. And that has already been done so long ago, back in the 30s with Raymond Reif. We have already seen cancers be obliterated through 100,000 hertz to 300,000 hertz frequencies. The reason why this is not being pushed out as mainstream solutions to science is because cancer is a business and this consciousness is coming in that doesn't like things that operates through these 13 families needs energy to survive, right? It needs people to be fat, sick, and stupid in order for them to have, to make money, to have more control and to be able to perceptually control a population. There's too much money, follow the money, right? Ask questions and do some deeper research. Nothing is what it seems. Our bodies know how to go into homeostasis. They're perfect in design. This level of complexity and intelligence is so supremely advanced. It's crazy. And we've been dumbed down over the last 50,000, 100,000 years. We should be making amazingly beautiful things and we're going in the opposite direction, but we're just doing that at first in order for us to recalibrate and come back to center. This is the opportunity that we have right now. Those who are coming online, because we are offline, we are in amnesia, we are coming online we are waking up to our potential. We are coming more into our own awarenesses and our own power because we have been so deeply disempowered over time.
viruses cannot reproduce without the host cell membrane utilizing its spike proteins. There's a whole, I'll say spike proteins and tail fibers. There's a whole section in the book that I talk about this, but maybe I'll do a little like chapter previews and stuff on the podcast, but there's attachment, there's cell entry, there's viral DNA replication and gene expression assembly, and then a process that's called lysis, which is basically how a virus fuses with the cell. So it fuses, it enters the cell membrane, which needs cholesterol to do that. For example, just a fun fact, that's why if you've heard like stop eating eggs, eggs are really terrible for you. This whole like pushing of eggs and then taking away of the eggs and whatever else is all because viruses need cholesterol. Something very specific about the molecular makeup of cholesterol that breaks the cell membrane over time. And that makes you really susceptible to viruses. And that's basically what lysis is. It's called lysic, I think, uh, fusion. But anyway, we'll move on. So I say all of that because the liver is the emotional body. It holds a lot of the density. It's like a sieve. It holds a lot of information. It's also the emotional body, big part of the emotional body. So it's kind of like having a desktop or let's say an a MacBook that's like 15 years old and you've never taken out the trash. The trash is like your liver. It holds everything. Then you've got the process of the emotions through the pancreas too. So I work a lot on the kidneys. I work a lot on the liver. And then I work a lot on the sexual organs in addition to the brain, because whatever we work on at frequency level has to be recalibrated through the nervous system. So there's no record of it. So all of these things that you have experienced in your life are creating reference points. How you are creating your reality in the physical is based on what you have already experienced because you're creating a feedback loop with everything you're not aware of. That's what the subconscious mind is doing. The brain is creating belief systems from the subconscious mind, and then it's working with the nervous system to create feedback loops holographically with your environment. I know we don't think this is a hologram, but it is. That's for a whole other podcast. So liver cleanse, parasite detox, ongoing heavy metal detoxes, like absolutely fundamentally critical 100. We have to be getting a different kind of protein besides animal products. I'm not against animal products. I have been on and off vegan for like a majority of my life. And I think it's a matter of finding a balance and what works for you. And I feel like you have to listen to your body. Along your spiritual journey though, I will tell you, you will be guided <laughs> to be plant-based, to have juicing periods, to fast, to understand at a deeper cellular level what's happening with your body and then find ways to support that. Find the best food that you can afford, the cleanest, from a single source that's not mass produced. And if you're going to be eating meat, find anything that isn't factory farmed to start. The main component here, and I'll probably maybe do another podcast on like health protocols and body literacy, but the proteins that are in cells are the things that create the controls. The macronutrients that we need that create the blockchain for the amino acid structure that builds our muscle and our vitality, we need all that stuff, comes from minerals. So it's not about getting calcium or getting phosphate only. It's truly about getting a complete amino profile blockchain. And that can come from a variety of things that are non-animal based and also about your minerals. We are mineral deficient, especially in magnesium. 
And magnesium is a huge component to regulating nervous systems, keeping us calm. It's part of the blockchain. We absolutely need it. And most people are very deficient in that. And that's by design. We're also very deficient in K3 and D3. So up your D3, get K3, make sure you're doing ongoing heavy metal detoxes. And if you guys want information on that, I'll put some links in my Telegram channel for that about how to go and do an ongoing detox in a safe way without breaking the bank kind of thing. But you want to clean out the liver and you want to make sure that you're you're doing ongoing quarterly parasite cleanses because parasites feed on pathogens specifically that are in the gut that are very old. This is all about pesticide use, phosphates, seed oils, things like that. And then that's how they maintain their survivability. So let's move on to the next question about how do you live with all of this chaos and stay sane? Um... Well, I will say that I have had a lot of practice in acceptance around my role here and that I chose to come here during this very specific and critical time in our collective evolution to have the opportunity to come online and, you know, awaken the family line, help awaken the collective and be a conduit for the consciousness that I'm from. It's taken me a long time to understand that and deeply accept and take responsibility for who I am and what I'm here to do. And a lot of that hasn't even been fully disclosed to me, right? It's like I just get little bits more and more and more about or and from my highest self, my highest expression, which is just consciousness that is stationed at a different dimensional order. The more I clean up, the faster that gets, the more I stay in belief, the more I act on my highest excitement, the more I stay in my own zero point, the more I clear and the more I have access to my own active intelligence. So I love having access to shit. I love information and I like seeing things the way that I see them. And I take this specific role I have, which is a blueprinter, basically meaning helping here to reprogram and deprogram humanity. It's a very tall order. I have a very specific personality for it because I take a lot of shit and I get it. I totally get it. And it's just so interesting when I look at the synchronicities and connect the dots around the family that I chose, why I chose them and why they were a vibrational match for me at the level of consciousness I was at for pre-embodiment, which I may do another podcast on, but I'll just talk about it now. Okay. So before we embody, there is a level of availability for us to choose from. It's like a gene pool or an energetic frequency match that is within our level of awareness. So let's say you only have between one and five to choose from those five levels. You can't choose anything that's from a six to 10. That's outside of your consciousness bandwidth. It's like spiritual Pokemon. You don't have access to that level yet because you haven't learned or mastered one to five yet. So within one to five, I had a very specific gene pool, you know, or a probability factor to choose from. So I'm going to choose this particular line and this particular place to be born. And I want to override these particular lessons. Very bottom line. If I have been in perpetual state of disempowerment and I really want to reconcile this within myself, or I came here to override abandonment or abuse or whatever else, then you will pick the family that will optimize your evolution. I know that I chose exactly right to optimize my own soul's evolution, my fractal evolution. If I had chosen anything easier for myself in this particular life, then 
I wouldn't have gotten the learning or the mastery or the lessons needed in order to move into the next evolutionary order. So clearing an evolutionary order has everything to do with coherence and singularity. You're constantly being redefined. You're constantly refining your own high def image, your own hologram, your own avatar. So the more congruent you are, okay, the brighter your light, the higher your resonance, the more you oscillate, that light literally ripples into a multidimensional experience where you are replicated and duplicated and refracted and reflected in all dimensions of all time from eternity to eternity with the same image. There's no separation. There's no bifurcation. There's no incongruencies. It's like you move from being a faceted diamond to an emerald cut to a real icy one. You're clear. You're crystal. You hold more crystalline DNA. You hold more information. You hold higher levels of of resonance, higher levels of light. It's like the difference between knowing how to navigate a 747 and knowing how to navigate an F-150. There's more places you can go. There's more things that you can do. You have more speed. You have more responsibility. You have more power. But with that comes a lot of knowledge. You have to be able to know what to do with that knowledge. So for me, that's what the game is. I want to learn and refine my own self-mastery while being a conduit for the consciousness that I'm from. And just seeing how far I can go. I just want to see how far I can go and what I actually can create and deprogram in this life and see how clear my own reflection can be in all dimensions of all time. I know that when I'm that congruent, that my inner state of reality is peaceful, that I can really hold neutrality for the most part. And I know that abundance comes into me naturally in all directions and whatever is for me will come in naturally. Whatever isn't for me will not come in until I'm ready to be able to hold those things. So that takes practice. When I'm dying off a lot of identities that aren't me, I'm not the best version of myself. You know, I'm in this shit with you guys too. I'm certainly not perfect. Like I just get so frustrated some days with just the level of density. I don't, I'm just like, I don't have it in me, but I realize it's not about me. When your North Star is bigger than you, you've got a call. You've got a calling that can get you up and and get you through that day and get you through the, the necessary small actions and tasks needed in order for you to take the next indicated action, to show up, to continue to do the thing that you're doing, to show up for yourself in that way. I don't want to abandon myself in any, in any moment, really. The days that you don't feel like being a mom to yourself or a parent to yourself is valid. It's valid. But I'm like, okay, so what is it that I need in this moment to help me feel fully, fully supported? Like, how can I love myself even more right now? How can I just show up for myself and not abuse myself? Because I've already been down that path and I already know where that leads. That ain't it. I would never treat a small child like that. Why would I treat myself like that? Usually when I get out of myself and into service, everything starts to shift. So I get over my entitlement. No one owes me anything, especially the universe, right? I step into gratitude the best that I can. Even if before gratitude, I'm just like, fuck this bullshit and fuck everyone else. Fuck TikTok. I'm off. I'm out of here. All you hoes can just have a friggin' soda and move on. And then I get into service and get outside of myself. And I make sure I just go back to basics, like making sure I get enough water, make sure I get enough food and good protein in my body, wherever that comes from plant-based 
shakes or whatever else, or an In-N-Out burger, it doesn't matter. I just make sure that I'm taking care of myself, not taking myself too seriously, moving my body, getting into my body, and then getting a service. Usually when I just make sure my basic needs are met, then I can be more available to handle the emotional needs that I may feel at that time. So anytime I know I'm in contraction, it's because I'm moving through a tremendous level of density into the next layer of myself. And it means that I'm dying off a big identity. And because I can do energy work on myself now, frequency work on myself, there's always some big old gnarly, big old chunk of wave function that I'm collapsing and my body has to recalibrate. So I'm constantly in an expansion contraction mode. It's just constant. It's probably why my my weight changes so much. But if you feel like you're constantly moving between like a five and eight pound swing and you're doing a lot of energy work, you're right on track. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, there might be some other things to look at, but if you're constantly shifting like that, that expansion contractions, because you're really having to learn how to repixelate yourself through big shifts. So you're definitely not alone there. Kind of end with this question about how to start deprogramming some of these things. Like, yes, you can funnel into the super freak family. I make myself very available for people. I have loads of fun classes and stuff that I offer that are very affordable for people. I have the podcast just by listening to this over and over and over again, you'll entrain to the knowledge. It's not what I say. It's the frequency behind what I'm saying that is helping you shift. But the fastest way to start deprogramming yourself is to get very, very acutely aware of your patterns. Ask why. Follow the pattern all the way until you can't answer the question anymore. Why is it that I responded that way? Where did that response come from? Where did I learn that response from? Where was it conditioned? Whose pattern is that? How old is she or he? Meaning the version of you that learned it. And just take the number that you first hear. And go in in increments of like one to eight years old, eight to 12 or 13 years old, 13 to like 20 years old, and you will get an age. I promise you. This is how you start to build trust with self because we have been extremely atrophied in our self-trust because we have been so deeply disempowered. We have been so deeply de-evolved in our own and separate from the God within ourselves, from our own active intelligence or innate intelligence, and that is unnatural and from our own potential. So- curious about the patterns, follow them all the way to the end. Like if you're in a lot of fear, then why are you in a lot of fear? Is that fear real or is it, does it have anything to do with your proximity to real danger? Or is it just part of the feeling brain, right? The limbic brain that tells us, I'm afraid it's usually related to emotional exposure and not if you're going to get eaten by a lion. The brain is misinformed. It's trying to figure out how to survive and it's just processing information. So if you know you are aware and you can become the observer of what you're thinking, then you can start to actually halt it, step into contrary action, meaning doing the opposite of what you feel. Like, I'm not even going to be afraid around that, about that right now. Like, fuck that. That's not even me. That's my family shit. That's my father's stuff. I'm not even going there. And then you boom, do the opposite. It's like you come back to the nervous system. You regulate yourself. You step into contrary action. That is not my pattern. Track it in your body. Where is it? Where is it? And then stay with it until it leaves. Some people will just know that they're in a mess. They're like, I know I'm in a contraction right now. I need to go and get into some cold water. I need a screen change. I need a body shift. I need to get out and break the loop because the mind is going to ruminate. It's going to just go, right? And keep thinking because the natural state is to try to solve the problem. (laughs) We want to solve the problem instead of just sitting with the shit. 
And if you just sit with the shit, that wave function will move through its cycle because that's what the all that is is. Computer constantly evolving and learning that goes through these big cycles. 100-year cycles, 1,000-year cycles, four-day cycles, two-day cycles, one-minute cycle. If you just let that wave function move through your body, you will actually move back into your zero point, which is basically just the center of who you are. It's your spirit body in your body at the same time. And most of us are totally out of our bodies. So you move back into, let's say, neutrality, where there's less of a charge. You have more available information to you. You're less contracted. So the number one thing you can do is start to get very savvy with the nervous system. And I'm going to have some nervous system stuff coming up for the summer after my masterminds and stuff are done. But I'm going to do a big body thing with my sister, who's a PhD. She's amazing. And we're going to come up with a program for you guys, but it's going to be about understanding hormones, regulation, the men and women, and then nervous system regulation, and then the energetics behind all that stuff to help you shift, recalibrate, shift, recalibrate, and then do this for yourself. So pattern recognition is literally the bedrock of what Super Freak is. It's what I'm here to help you do. Because if you understand patterns, then you're going to start cracking human behavior. You're going to start seeing yourself differently. And the sooner you can get into the observer, become the observer observing itself. And that's where shit gets really fun. That's where you become more multidimensional. And that is absolutely like evolution 101. So with that, you guys, stay curious, question everything, be kind to yourself and others, and I will see you guys on another episode. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.